Hey guys, and welcome back to the Sitting at My Cubicle podcast. So I want to keep this intro as short as possible because I have a really good episode coming up for you guys, but I had some announcements or just rants that I wanted to go on before we started. I wrote them down in my notes because I wanted to make sure I covered everything. Now, the first, uh, this is something that has bothered me for a very long time, and uh, I don't really know if there's a way for me to fix it, but I... I'm done with creepy men staring at me on the street. And I know what they say, you know, like, once guys stop catcalling you, that's when you know you've gotten old or whatever. No, I hate it. This morning, I got dressed up to go to lunch. I was wearing a cute pair of jeans I haven't worn in a while, looking cute. I've been trying to wear, um, like, clothes. Like, instead of just wearing baggy clothes that hide my body all the time, like wearing cute clothes that I used to be like, oh, I couldn't wear that because I'm not a stick, but I'm just wearing it because I like it and it's cool and it's what makes me feel good. So like, sorry, I'm not dressed like a nun. Like I just have a body and got dressed, ready to go. I walked down Walnut Street in Philly. I walked approximately 10 blocks. First, there's this creepy guy. I'm about to cross the street and he starts like what he looks at me like up and down. That's the thing. They always look at you up and down like they're checking you out. And maybe some people take that as a compliment, but I just find it to be very like intrusive and makes me feel so uncomfortable and self-conscious. And so this guy looks me up and down and starts walking aggressively toward me. So I like kind of like walk the other direction for a second. Like, excuse me, sir, can you not come tackle me? Like, this is not an Eagles game. And then he makes like a, whoa, whoa, like, like as if I like did something wrong. Like, sir, you just came to attack me. Like you just came to tackle me in uh, the 20 yard line. Like, can we not? And two other times when I was walking to my lovely lunch, these guys stared at me up and down, like in a way that was like meant to make you uncomfortable. And I just hate it. Like, I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. Can I please just not be sexualized? And while we're at it, I meant to actually talk about this in the body image episode I did, but I am just a gal with bigger boobs. Like, I just am. It's just how I was born. And I constantly feel uncomfortable about it. I feel, um, like anytime I'm going to the beach in a bathing suit, it's a bathing suit that fully fits me, but I just like, it looks like if a girl with size A cups was wearing the bathing suit, it would just look not as inappropriate, but because I just have boobs, it makes me look like I'm trying to be inappropriate or or just like trying to ask for male attention, even though I'm not. I've had adult men make comments to me like about how my shirt was inappropriate or showing cleavage, but it, I'm not trying to. I'm just living in the body I was given. And it's just how I'm not purposely pointing out shirts that that make me look like I'm showing off my boobs. It's just my body. It's just how I am. Even boobs look bigger in a turtleneck anyway. Even if I wear a turtleneck, when I used to wear that to work, I would feel just as uncomfortable because it always makes it seem like you're trying to be sexualized and you're trying to like put yourself out there and ask for attention that you may or may not want. And it, it bothers me so much because it makes me feel constantly uncomfortable. Like even just around like people I know, I'm like always like, we're going to get to this, but um, my birthday is this weekend. Woo! And um, I've been like trying to pick out cute outfits because I want to take some cute pictures, you know, and I've been so anxious because I don't want to like there's this white shirt I really want to wear, but it just like shows a lot of boob. And if I had A or B cups, it would just be normal, but it looks like I'm trying to show off and I don't want to be inappropriate. Anyway, I think that contributes to the creepy men staring at me. And I was just wearing a white tank top, literally a white tank top. And these men were just staring at me like I went on botched like it it was truly insane and I'm over it and I'm done and can you men just like treat us women with respect like please please and thank you but that goes into my next announcement and I'm going to take you back to August 8th 1996 my mother after being on bed rest for six months was in labor with what was going to be her first child her favorite child her prettiest child her funniest child my brother's going to get really mad at me, but I don't think he listens to my podcast. Anyway, 25 years ago, a superstar was born, a meme star, a podcast star, a lawyer star. <laughs> That's right, folks. Sunday is my birthday. And, you know, I think it's very obvious I love attention, and I definitely do. But growing up, my birthday always being while I was at camp, 
and out of everyone in my cabin it was the last birthday so everyone was kind of over it it was usually during color war like people were just like another birthday like no one cares so I was kind of used to not getting a lot of attention on my birthday so in some ways I'm not like I don't need to like have a whole month dedicated to myself but on the other hand like I also want to make up for it but um, it is my 25th birthday, which you would think, oh, sounds exciting, the big two fives. But if you're a loyal listener, you know how I feel about 25 and not having a toxic boyfriend before then. And it's okay. And I will turn 25 without having a boyfriend unless someone in the next uh, five, four, six, five, I don't know how to do math, days, wants to slide on in and propose. I'm certainly open to that. But it's looking like... I'm going to be single on my 25th birthday, and that's okay. And I'm slowly coming to the realization that um, I will survive. I, I will survive not having a boyfriend by the time I'm 25, and I think a lot of other people can relate to that, I hope. And that leads me into my next little spiel. And I don't want to turn, like, my whole account into, like, body positivity um, body image account while I do love talking about this stuff like I'm not like taking over with that stuff I really just like I'm going through a phase where I post on my stories every little thing that comes to my head and it's just like fun for me I don't know but it's very clear that a lot of what I'm posting is resonating with a lot of people and I'm really happy about that because I'm happy that other people know they're not alone in the thoughts and struggles I deal with but also myself like I'm never really like as close as I am with my friends and my family, I never really talk about these specific things with them. And I didn't even like realize myself how much it I've been affected by like my eating habits and my body image. Um, so it's actually kind of been a wake up call to myself. But I did post on my story that I started the book Intuitive Eating and I'm about halfway done now. And like it is truly changing my life, changing my relationship with food, changing my like image of myself in regard to my body and like not in regard to my body and just like totally it's really really resonating with me so I think if you've ever like resonated with anything I've said on my episode or some of my posts about food and problems with like binging and just like always trying to be on a diet and it never working like this book is is just like really, really, really helping and comforting to me. And I feel like there's a bunch of misconceptions about intuitive eating that it's just like, eat whatever you want all the time, eat cheesecake every five seconds. And it's really not that. I mean, part of it has to do with that concept, but that's like not actually what it is. So I definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, this is not an ad, but like if you are one of the writers of this book, like definitely reach out. Um, but I, it is like really like changing my world and like making me realize so many things I did that like like I didn't think I was dieting but like our diet habits that I just like oh, it's just crazy it's crazy the world we grow up in but I definitely suggest check it out or if you have any more questions about it slide in those dms and the last thing I wanted to say was I was having a conversation today about camp and just like getting into the weeds of it about like how just like crazy the concept of camp is and how like everyone kisses each other and just like the crazy things that would happen at camp and like the backstabbings and it just like was normal and I'm really remembering how psychotic it was but like it was just the best thing in the world um so I just wanted to reassure you guys I am going to be doing an episode about camp and only about camp soon at some point in the future so stay tuned for that. Anyway, um, today's episode is amazing, and I hope you enjoy. Today on the podcast, we have the host of the Bad Liar podcast. Welcome, Helena Rosen. Thank you so much for having me, Margo. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. So I never had to answer that question. <laughs> I know. Like if I'm doing horribly, I'm not going to be like, I'm depressed. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> I had a mental breakdown yesterday. All good. Great. All I'm good. just crying, but I'm fine. It's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I know all of this, but tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How old are you? Where do you live? Yeah. Okay. So I'm originally from Westchester. I normally live in the city, but I've bounced around a lot this past year and really covering the United States. 
Um, 27 and went to Syracuse. What, what else did you ask me? I always forgot. <laughs> you're giving your whole bio. Yeah, so you, the whole bio. You on paper really are a perfect sitting at my cubicle person. You got Westchester, I, I Syracuse. You fit the mold better than I do, honestly. I know. And it's actually like really un- annoying, I want to say, like when you're like meeting new people, not that this is annoying at all, but like when you're meeting new people, like let's say you're meeting a guy and then they just like chalk you up to one thing. And yeah, I just went the like very exact path I was supposed to go. Um, and now I, yeah, it's definitely caught up to me of like trying to get outside of that now. Yeah, well, I think we're very similar in that. And it's funny because that's almost the opposite of me. Like when someone meets me and they know I'm sitting at my cubicle, I'm almost like not (laughs) self-conscious, but like I'm not from Long Island. I'm not from New York at all. Like I guess Penn State is pretty jappy, but not necessarily the sorority I was in. So I like try to beef it up like, oh, but I'm wearing a gear, man. Like it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just like especially when you're on a, when I'm on a date with someone, like it is the biggest turnoff I find if someone says to me like, oh, you, oh, so, okay, you were in SCT. I wasn't in SCT. I was in the other one, but like, like, like just like <laughs> assuming my life. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can own it, but I'm very basic on paper. Well, that was actually a perfect transition because one thing I wanted to talk to you about is dating. And we talked about this a little when I was on your podcast, which everyone check out. It, I mean, all of the episodes are great, but especially mine, obviously. Um, obviously. But you, I mean, you talk a lot about being in your 20s, you know, figuring out your path, figuring out your life. And obviously that includes dating in your 20s, which I think is absolute torture and the worst thing I've ever had to do in my life. And I wanted to hear your take on this because for so many people, I feel like dating is so fun. And for someone like me, you would think it would be fun. I'm very outgoing. I'm a people person. I love to go out and socialize. But for some reason, when it comes to dating, it gives me so much anxiety. And like, I despise it. I would be Mm -hmm. happy never having to go on a first date again ever in my whole life. (laughs) And I don't know, do you enjoy like, do you find it to be a fun activity? So I really do enjoy a first date. Um, and depends. I mean, like the opera, I feel like it's just like, there's so much opportunity there. Um, and it's so like, it could go one or two directions. Like, I feel like it's either so good or so bad. Like I get so annoyed, not annoyed, but like bored of people's conversation easy. If I like, if I know me immediately, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Yeah, um, me too. I, I feel like I haven't gone on a really good first date in a while. So my like I'm getting a little bit more on the side of not liking it as much but so actually like last week I went on this date and I think it was a college student stuck in like a 31 year old's body oh my gosh my nightmare (laughs) no no it was so fucking bad so we're on the date and it was it was fine I I had a feeling during it I was not interested in like going on another date we had one glass. I had one glass of wine. He had one, a single drink. Okay. On the end of the day, I was just like pulling for different things about myself. Like somehow beer came out. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> try that cool. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get into beer. <laughs> Wait, same I told though, him. Same though. I hate beer. <laughs> I'm like, I have been like tasting a few different ones, but that was maybe a stretch. Like I really don't give a fuck that much. So he like takes it upon himself. He's like, oh my God, I have like a different beers in my apartment. Let's have a beer tasting. And I felt like I just wasn't into it. And I just was like, Did he mean I that don't feel night? Or just another drink? Yes, yes. That night. Oh, no. oh, and it was no. the first date, one drink. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I was like, really, I also hate disappointing people or like making people upset. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to so talk about that because kept, that's my problem too. Yeah. So he was asking, he was like, let's do it. And I'm kind of like, uh, maybe another night, like hoping that he catches on to like, I'm just not down that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so he keeps pushing and he was acting like a child that I wasn't going to come back. And I was just like, fuck, I'm just going to go. And we're walking there. And his apartment was conveniently like three blocks away. 
And, um, and I sent a pin. I, it's the only time I've ever dropped a pin to one of my friends on a date. Like I've never felt weird like that. So we go back to his apartment and we sit down. We had one drink. I, I know I keep reminding you. Immediately he puts on. What? Yeah, so, beer? okay. So immediately he puts on, he, he puts on, not, not yet at the apartment. So we had one drink at the bar. I was like, really? We're going to fucking go back to your apartment after one drink. We go back to his apartment and we sit down. He, immediately he puts on big booty. And <laughs> do you know? <laughs> like dead okay, fucking serious. He's in college. Like, and I love big booty, but like maybe like five drinks in, but it was like, and it was one of the ones that was like extreme techno and i'm sitting there i'm just like it's like a tuesday night i'm like what the fuck are we doing immediately okay so he grabs his like shitty beers he was like i don't even know how good these are i was like then why are we having like a bud light tasting like bud light yeah 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 and he goes in he like starts like kissing me and i'm like ew i i was like pulling away so much he was like you don't seem into this and i was like i i just started coming up with reasons like i don't know i feel like it's like it's it takes me some time to like, get, like be physically, I don't know, yeah, it's track, and I don't know what I use, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was just really fucking weird. And then he tries again and he kept like high-fiving me. He kept like going for high fives. It was, I know, I know. He was like high-fived everything. All of a sudden he was like fucked up. Like, I'm pretty sure he went to the bathroom and took a bar. It was the weirdest thing. And then all he's showing me like, um, uh, what are those things on people's yards that are really weird? Like, um, uh, domes, what are they called? Gnomes? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like showing me his gnomes, like from his grandma. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Anyway, so that was my most recent date. So I'm a little bit um, <laughs> hesitant for my future endeavors, but yeah. Well, when you said he was a college boy, like, I did not expect that, but that was yes. an accurate depiction. Like he was a college kid and it is annoying because experiences like that, which now are, we can laugh about them, but yeah. I mean, that especially is just so uncomfortable. Like that is just the, like such a scary feeling, but yeah. when it's a bad first date experience, it just makes you not want to do it again. And I totally relate in not wanting to upset people. Like I have this problem, even if I just match with someone on hinge or whatever app and I'm like talking with them you owe them nothing. Like this is a complete stranger. If you just don't yeah. own hinge for a few days because you're like not having diarrhea and like aren't bored yeah. on your phone, like you just might not answer and it's nothing personal. And I feel so bad, like not answering people. And it's just the weirdest thing ever because this is a complete stranger. But yeah. on the other hand, for some reason, my fear of going on a date isn't that they're not going to like me, which you would think that would be my fear, but I'm just like, I'm very self-conscious in some ways, but I'm very self-absorbed in other ways. And I guess this is an area where I'm self-absorbed. But my issue is that I get scared that they're going to be a huge freak weirdo. And it's not even that I can't, I can hold a conversation with anyone. Like we talked about in the yeah. podcast, I don't even know how dates go because I just talked the whole time. And like, I made me laugh, like he yeah. laughs, but I don't even know what he's like. So I can hold a conversation with anyone, but I just get scared that I'm going to like, waste my time with some weirdo mm. which is such a irrational thing to be worried about because at the end of the day if it is a weirdo it's one night it's like two hours yeah. of your day you're probably getting free drinks and it could be a funny story so it's not something to really be scared of but I really just I I just despise it like I'll go through a phase where I get sad and lonely and I re-download hinge and I match with someone and as soon as we start making a plan to go on a date, like I'll just immediately get so anxious and yeah. I get really anxious for the buildup. My biggest anxiety is about finding them in the bar. Like not even the, once I find them, sit down, the first few yeah. lines are a little awkward, but then I'm totally fine. It's about finding them. I don't, mm. I don't know why. So if anyone else feels this anxiety, like same girl, but um, I'm trying to find ways to make, dating more fun because I, yeah. I it should be a fun thing like whenever people talk about how much fun they have like going on first dates and meeting all these people I'm like that does sound fun in theory like when I watch it on tv it looks really fun but I don't know I think a big part of it is definitely having that first drink before before you go yeah. and I know you have a glass of wine and my issue oh, is it? that I don't like wine but I'm working on it um 
Would you ever get to the bar early and sit down and like have a drink there? So you're not like finding the person that like they're looking for you. Okay. So I've thought about that because I feel like your girls are supposed to be like, Oh, I'm going to get there a few minutes late. But, but that actually makes perfect sense. What you're saying, since my anxiety is about finding them, that they would have to find me. Right. right okay, exactly. I should do that. Cause who knows? Yeah. I mean, I have friends that do that. Sometimes like my intention is to get there early, but like, I've never been to something early in my life. Yeah. So like, I would totally sit down have a drink and then like, yeah, no. Um, but I forget what I was going to say to your other. Oh, oh my God. So what I was going to say is like, I always think that there should be like some kind of bar for first dates that has some kind of like timer where the timer goes off when you like can't be on the date anymore. Or like, I don't know, like a, you only can have one drink because that's my issue. I'm like, I'll, I'll have, I'll have like multiple drinks with someone that I'm like, so not interested in. I'm like, just I don't want to leave. I feel bad being like, okay, this was great, but like, I'm going to go. Um, yeah, I never know how to leave a date. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Like, honestly, that like should be a thing. And I feel like it's not too far off because even if it is someone that you end up really liking and you both are hitting it off, it can't hurt just to like leave after a drink or whatever and kind yeah. of leave in a mysterious fashion. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, I think it goes like you're both ejected like, from the bar. Yeah, like there's like two separate slides. You have to go down and just go your separate ways. But it's so true. And I find like, I guess is more of a deeper level, but I feel like I'm always protecting boys' feelings, like boys mm. that don't deserve it. I feel like something in society just like teaches us that even boys yeah. who like don't care about our feelings are supposed to protect them and like be nice and, and careful with their feelings. And so it's like mm -hmm. if, it would be totally valid if you're not having a good time, you've had a drink, you're clearly not a match. Even, I mean, it's, you could totally say that straight up, but I think I would have a tough time doing that and just kind of yeah. be like, all right, I got to get back. I have work early tomorrow or something, but it's so hard. I find that so hard to do. Um, and I don't know why it's like this weird, this weird thing where we're scared to upset someone, but like this person is yeah. a stranger. Right. I mean, I definitely felt that last week when I was like, I did not need to go back to his apartment. I should not go anywhere that I felt creeped out by someone. Um, and it definitely like that totally resonates with me where in different situations in my life, like I either, if I'm not into someone, I like slow fade. I'm trying to like, you know, <laughs> like slowly fade away or like not ending something when I know there should be an ending because I'm scared of disappointing someone or them being upset. But or like even, I don't know, just feeling more bad than I should about like different actions that I have taken when like they're, I wouldn't call them selfish, but just like more benefit. I don't know, like when, just, just that you're going to disappoint someone and I like stray away from that. And like, yeah, so I, I totally, totally resonate with that. In many yeah, senses. totally. Like even, even with like texting and stuff, like I'll like find myself like being overly nice and using exclamation points and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. No I mean, point. yeah. I mean, that's the epitome of like having a job. It's like, hey, can you get this done with like a million exclamation points? Like, I fucking hate you. Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. But so I'm trying to find ways to make dating more fun. I think. Okay. Part of it first. I think outfit is something you have to feel good in. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, I feel like in the winter and stuff, I could usually plan like a first day outfit, just like jeans, tank, like a jacket. Like I love jackets, which mm -hmm. makes summer unbearable because you have to actually like show off your body, which is just so disrespectful. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Have a good outfit that makes you feel good. Like have a good time mm -hmm. getting ready. Like maybe invite your friends over. I actually... Um, this was like a few months ago, I think. So your friends I, are gonna come over every every first day you go. On. Yeah, like I'm gonna be 50 years old. They're gonna be like, I have two kids at home. I can't do this. But, okay, so, so like a few months ago, I had a first date with someone from Hinge, and mm -hmm. I so like I have an apartment out in the suburbs where I go to law school, but then my parents live in Center right. City in Philly. So like I'm always back and forth. And so obviously my hinge is set to the city. And mm -hmm. so he pushed a bar for us to go to that was like two blocks from my parents' apartment. But for some reason I was actually like in 
the suburbs that night or something. I don't know. So I basically had to Uber or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what I did was my friend, who's so nice, Danny, who was on my podcast a few episodes mm-hmm. ago. If you haven't listened, check it out. Um, so I made her and her boyfriend drive me to the city, make a reservation for dinner, like also close by. So they could go to dinner while I was on the date and then drive me home. So literally, so we planned it out. So we got to the city a little early. And so the three of us, I mean, I was like fully third wheeling. The three of us went to a different bar so I could have a drink and like relax. And so it made it fun. Like it was a fun night out. And then I walked to the date and then they walked to dinner. They had dinner. I was on the date. And then actually, so um, after, so the place that we got drinks at, like closed kind of early for some reason. So we had to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so we went to this other bar and we got a drink and I wasn't checking my phone because I was supposed to coordinate with Danny, like when to drive home mm-hmm. and everything, but I wasn't checking my phone because I didn't want to be rude. So she was tracking me on by my friends and she saw that I went somewhere else. So I think she started to get worried or just like confused, like where is Margo? So right. all of a sudden I'm just like at the bar he goes to the bathroom and so I was like oh I'll pull out my phone now so I pull out my phone I have a bunch of texts and Danny like where are you at that very moment I look up and I see her boyfriend walking to the bathroom in the bar and I was like what and then I turned around and Danny was there they like finished dinner and they like were ready to go so they just tracked me and showed up to the bar and then all four of us just sat and we're like having a conversation with the end date and he definitely thought I was a creep and I'm pretty sure he thought that I asked them to come save me um which I didn't but in hindsight I won't say anything else (laughs) that's because um well first of all find my friends can be destructive I'm pretty sure if I always had my find my friends on like my mom would think I was dead every night like like the the direction doesn't have mine my mom my mom like doesn't even put her credit card into computers like she thinks the world is like gonna steal her identity like or the government whatever like they already yeah. know where you are at all times. Oh my God, so I don't my, have my, my mom. mom did the same thing. I was like, no one gives a fuck about a middle-aged woman that lives in the suburbs. <laughs> like they have bigger problems right now, not like a 60-year-old woman. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like recently, like I didn't realize that people were tracking me. We had to, with my friend's engagement, like it, it, we were going on our phones and like turning our family friends on. I was like, damn, I did not realize that people were like, <laughs> like following me on this. Um, the other thing I was thinking, wait, so how did the date go? Like, did you, did you guys talk after? Um, okay. So this is, this is literally what happens to me after every first date. I think it goes fine. Like I always definitely do yeah. more of the talking just cause that's my personality, but like, whatever, that's me. And I don't, yeah, it's not a bad thing. Um, and then we'll like talk a little after, like, I'm pretty sure he texts me the next day and then nothing else. And that's what okay. always happens. And so it makes me think that like, something is deeply wrong with me on the first dates even though like I'm very hard on myself but like I know that every first date I've ever been on like it has been the most fun that person has ever had in their whole life like I am so yeah. fun and talkative and funny you know so that's what always happens so that's sometimes where I feel like oh it's just gonna be a waste of time like it probably won't go anywhere and so many of my friends have found boyfriends on hinge and they oh and anyone who has found a boyfriend on hinge has been so into it and gone on like a million dates and so Mm -hmm. obviously it's just a numbers game has gone on so many horrible dates and like has put themselves out there way more than I have so you have to go on those awkward or like average bad dates to find a good one right so I do know that but I think that's why I'm just like whatever I'm probably gonna go first date it'll be average and then I'll never see them again like what's the point yeah well that's the problem is the average dates like suck and it's like I don't need to spend a Wednesday night with someone that's just going to bore me to death, but it is a numbers game. Like for the amount of people, I I just, I mean, my issue with that is like the effort that goes in to making conversations with people you don't know on hinge. It's like, Mm -hmm. I just don't give a fuck. Like I I've done this for years. I, my friends joke, like, I feel like I'm like the grandfather of hinge. Like I know every single iteration of it. Like, like I should make that your Instagram bio, the grandfather of hinge. (laughs) But like I'm over it. Like I, I mean, I actually deleted specifically Hinge this past week. I've deleted it and brought it back. Oh, same. Back. Well, like, this was a, a new redownload. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like this, nothing's happening from my most recent, my previous downloads. So I had to delete it. But like, and you just get to a certain point. I'm like, how do people have? Unless you're like recently like out of a relationship, but like the energy to make all these conversations with people and like just 
I, like have the same conversation over and over again. And then, and then the worst part is when you like get to text and you're like, okay, I can tolerate this person for a night. And then it just like results in nothing. I'm like, I wasted so much fucking time of like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what it is for me. I feel like I'm going to put in all this energy and then waste all the time. And in hindsight, it's a few yeah. hours, it's one night. It doesn't matter, but it, it does get to be a lot, especially when you're the grandfather of him. Like <laughs> it's a lot of nights that are just like annoying. And I feel yeah. like also every person that I've gone on a date from dating app with has been a little more like reserved and quiet, uh-huh. which is probably also why it just didn't work out because I do need someone who will match my energy. Yeah. But so it is like kind of, getting out conversation like it's exhausting and then you end up doing a little yeah. more talking and it's just like it is literally the same con- it's like sorority recruitment it's the same conversation over and mm-hmm. over again like I'm over this I don't want to do it anymore so yeah. it's it's tough and I I think also part of it which you might also feel is just like the pressure to find a boyfriend mm-hmm. um and that's like kind of what keeps you going like what keeps you alive every day is (laughs) that's what keeps me going the pressure to have a boyfriend every morning (laughs) journaling how can I have a boyfriend fine fine boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's tough and I feel like one of the reasons I actually redownloaded hinge recently again is because I'm just Mm -hmm. kind of at a place where like most of my close friends right now have boyfriends Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy for them and like I have no problem being a third wheel and stuff but like it's kind of like I need to like do my own thing or like find other plans for me and stuff yeah. because like I can't sit around wallowing like oh they're talking about their boyfriend again of like yeah they always have, because it's just like we talked about this on your podcast like it's a different type of relationship I would imagine since obviously I've never had a boyfriend but <laughs> it's just like they have someone to naturally always do things with like oh they want to get dinner obviously they're going to text their boyfriend like oh they want to do that mm-hmm. they want to go to the park they're going to text their boyfriend and so it's like as a friend you kind of like not take a back seat because I think my friends are really good at like keeping those friendships alive it sucks when your friend isn't good at that but I really do think yeah. my friends are good at like making time for me and for their friends and everything but it's just a natural shift mm-hmm. and so that's one of the reasons I was like like literally my therapist was I was talking to her about this other week and she was like, well, maybe you like do find more single friends or like new people to go mm-hmm. out with or like go on, go on more dates. It's just like a new thing to do at night. So yeah, I'm trying to be more open to it, but it just, it does get exhausting, especially when like anytime you meet someone who knew and they, you're like, how do you find yeah. a boyfriend? They're like hinge or whatever. It's just so annoying. And it's so hard. One of the things I also have been dealing with in therapy is being mm-hmm. able to be happy for my friends and this goes mm. for anything, like not just relationships. And of course I am happy for my friends, but it, it's like hard. This is like, so like not embarrassing to say, but I guess bad, it reflects mm. bad on me to say this, but it's true. Like sometimes I have hard being happy for other people when they're really happy in a way that I want to be happy. And I think mm-hmm. with relationships, the only way to like really be happy being single and accepting that. And just like in this world of dating is to like, really just truly be happy for people who are happy Mm. in relationships and not have any deep-seated resentment that like they have what you couldn't have yeah no I totally totally get that and I think that like I mean I'm in no place that I should be giving therapy advice but (laughs) yes you are you are fully my therapist like really (laughs) Margo and I have a standing meeting every week it's after the the corruption and then therapy but it's Um, recorded recorded therapy yeah exactly exactly um gotta have for content so I like I feel like I've totally had those times I've spoken about this before but like I mostly get jealous of people's careers I get a little less jealous of people's like people that are super successful on their own, having their own business at 27 or whatever it is, or like a fucking 24 year old. I'm like, all right, come on, girl, give me some. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm happy for these people, but I totally understand where you're coming from, where it's like, it's really hard when you want something so bad to be happy for them. Um, but like things that I, I, I've come to terms with, like not being in a relationship, but like also it, it my happiness for other people totally depends on my own happiness and like, and also keeping yourself like really busy. I think like making new friends, trying to make new friends, like putting different efforts and like you're in an awesome position because you're in a new city. So like you can be like, let's grab dinner, whatever it is. 
go hang out with someone new, go to like something that you wouldn't normally go to, like, I don't know, a speaker. I don't know <laughs> what you want to do or something. Right. Go to a comedy show. And like, also something that I loved to do, which I feel like um, is like a reason I, I want to move to like a different part of the city. I, I want to move to Brooklyn. Not that, that crazy, but I, when I was working, I traveled a lot to Chicago and I would go to dinners and to bars by myself. And it was so much fun. And like just doing things that you just keep yourself busy and give yourself less time to think about your friends' relationships. Like who the fuck, like obviously, and then, and then you'll be naturally, Maybe, maybe you won't be happy for them, but you just won't even yeah. like, it won't be on your radar. You know, I think that was like, there's this whole pressure. I, I, I think there is a pressure to be like happy for people that you innately want what they have, but like, just keep yourself busy and then you won't have time to like be happy or sad for someone. No, that's actually so true. Like even just in general, my anxiety and like happiness is always better when I'm busy. I think it's yeah. also because like, law school I was so I mean it was obviously stressful but like so busy for mm-hmm. so long and then you have the summer where I have a job but it's obviously not as intense as school so I like yeah. have all this time just to, like lay in bed and think about like not having a boyfriend but um <laughs> I think that's true I think what it comes down to is just like being happy with yourself like in every aspect and like being fully confident and I I hate when people are like I mean I, I hate when people say that too like yeah. be happy with a boyfriend like, okay. when you're least expecting it. Like you have to be, love yourself first. Like yes, but like shut up. Oh my god. Yeah. It brings an anger in me. Everybody <laughs> says that. No, it's so annoying. I was on a bachelorette this weekend, and I was saying people are like, "Oh, are you dating and stuff?" I was like, I "Actually, I just deleted Hinge, so that's not going to do anything for myself." And they're like, "Oh wow, like that means that you're going to have a boyfriend because it comes when you least you're least trying and least expecting." I was like, "Why is that the default of what to say to someone?" Like, I probably won't get a boyfriend right now because I'm not putting any effort in, or like. I, I'm not like getting on the elevator with like most of like 70 year olds in this building, like maybe, but like, yeah, it's so um, annoying. And I was like, I was like, when people would say that, I was like, all right, the time I'm going to be the least trying to get a boyfriend is my first year of law school. It's all new people. Like I'm only caring about my grades. Like I'm yeah. very strict. Guess what? Didn't find a boyfriend. Not even close. Yeah. So it puts another pressure on it. But it's only people who've like had different boyfriends consistently since they were 15 that say that. Mm-hmm. Like, shut up. Yeah, I was just but I always say that. But then I got scared, like someone was gonna think I was talking about. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I always say, like, um, uh, but my like when my mom or someone is always like saying, like, why don't you have a boyfriend and stuff? I'm always like, oh, I haven't found the boyfriend story yet. Like that's like always my default like saying of it. Like, that's funny. I'm gonna say that. That's yeah. funny. Just like I mean, yeah, like I feel like sometimes people that have had all these relationships think that it's it's just like you're 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 not being open to it or something or like you can walk out the door but I'm like I don't and I feel like you're similar this way I don't want to be in a relationship with just anybody to like say I'm in a relationship because that sounds annoying and like closing doors to other opportunities and things like that um wait so why why don't you think like if you were to pin one thing of like why you think that you haven't been in a relationship what would it be Okay. I, like my initial reaction is I don't know. And it's ex- exactly what you were just saying that like people think you're not open to it or anything. I think that's why, especially like with my family and like people, like mostly my family, I, I get really like closed off and don't talk about mm-hmm. it. And like, don't like talking about it when I go on first, first dates, because a lot of times they like nothing comes from it, which is normal. Like what are the chances you're going to hit it off with a stranger from the internet? Um, but it just like keeps making me feel like I'm like a failure in some way or that something's wrong with me. And I Mm -hmm. really like, I, you internalize it. It's impossible not to. And so that's why I don't like, that's why I always joke. Like, I wish I just had a random boyfriend in college or something kind of just to break the ice. Cause I think then Mm -hmm. I would feel more comfortable talking about dating. Cause like, like as of now, it's like, this sounds so like depressing, but it's like, there just like, aren't, isn't anyone out there that like wants to date Mm -hmm. me. And obviously that's not true, but um I don't know I think like I also it has lended itself to other insecurities I have for example okay this happened this past weekend I literally have therapy later today and I need to remember Mm. to talk about it because it was like kind of a wake-up call for me so 
I was down the shore this weekend in Margate and at Maynard's we on Friday night I was out with my friends and there was this guy and he was just like like a nut job but like he was funny mm-hmm. like really outgoing I don't know he kept buying us all drinks and my friends had met <laughs> so him it's before. amazing <laughs> yeah no you want to marry funny. him like, he was naturally cool. he was cool <laughs> yeah we're getting married um <laughs> so he had met my friends before and then he met me and like we were like hanging out whatever then the next night we went to a pregame that ended up being at his house we I didn't know that mm-hmm. so we walk in they're all like say his name was like Jeffrey I don't know that's not yeah like Jeffrey <laughs> Jeffrey and like he hugged all of them and like there are three of my friends and then I was the fourth one in and I walked and I walked in last and he like didn't really like hug me or anything just like kind of like mm-hmm. ignore me whatever and I don't know if that meant he didn't remember me from the night before or still like kind of rude or he was just like drunk I don't know mm-hmm. my initial reaction like like my mind immediately went to these girls, all three of these girls are skinnier and prettier than me. And that's mm. why he didn't hug me. And like yeah. that, it was just like my initial like reaction, like, oh, I'm just not as skinny, not even pretty. I mean, they're all beautiful, but like, I was like, I'm not as skinny as them. Duh. Mm-hmm. And then, so I started thinking about that. And then I told one of my friends that who I was with later that night. And she was like, Margo, what? Like, that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. And I was like, oh my God, like, you're mm-hmm. right. That is the most insane thing. Like, why did my mind even go in that direction? Like, so I think like an insecurity of mine, just like body image, which I think a lot of girls and boys Mm -hmm. can relate to, like attaches to not having a boyfriend. And it's like, oh, well, that must be an explanation for it because my my Mm -hmm. mind just like kind of needs to find a reason why I haven't met someone. And there's logical answers. Like you went to Penn State where people don't want boyfriends. You probably could have dated like a lot of weird people but you have like standards <laughs> and certain things you're looking for and you don't want to yeah. settle um you haven't just found the right person like I don't know there could have, and but so of course I go to like the insecurities I had and that like was literally a wake-up call for me because it was like a time where I could actually point out mm. like a crazy thing that my mind did yeah and like I still can't believe that I thought that I I I've told I've spoken about this before but like I honestly think because my mind so goes there with different things. Like I'll explain basically a very similar situation that happened to me. Like I keep saying last week. I'm like last week, everything happened last week. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, it's all like molding together. So I think that like when I go back to, you know, when I was a kid or like in high school, skinny was valued more for like relationships and things like that. Like people didn't know each other even like, I mean, they knew each other, but you people would just like get into a relationship that day, like say I love you that night. And it was like, uh, and you categorize it, categorize it in your mind, or at least I did. I was like, I'm not skinny enough. And that's why like people don't want me. And then immediately for me, I go to a place of like friend zoning myself and like, okay, you know, I mean, it very makes people, gives people great personalities because it's like, you're forced to be the funny one, the whatever one. But like my mind does immediately go there. And like, I feel like I'm more valued and like I, when I'm thinner, like when I'm, I, I, I spoke about this on my friend's podcast, seeing other people, shout out Lana. Um, but like my confidence swings on a 20 pound pendulum. <laughs> so it's like when it's up, like, I feel like I'm more valued and like, I, you know, I would walk into that place and you wouldn't even notice if you felt good about yourself that night and it shouldn't be based on your weight but like you wouldn't notice that that guy didn't say hi you'd be like okay whatever yeah. like this fuck like fuck whatever from Margate's last with Maynard Margate's um <laughs> Maynard's last night um but it was it was funny so similar situation happened and I also recognized it in myself um we were going to a friend's pregame but like my friend was hooking up with this guy that she like hardly knew and we went to their pregame and um immediately you know you walk into somewhere like I was like immediately like we're this our group and their group are not gonna fucking hit it off yeah yeah um and we walk in like I was like I don't even care to talk about these guys like talk to these guys um and they said that they're um so I I asked I was like so like just because I was like I I really didn't care but I was like how old are you guys or no someone the girl we were with asked like how old are you guys and the guy goes 18 and I was like no you're not I I go you like I was like no you're not you're 24 
And immediately my mind was like, first of all, I fucking hate when guys do that, that they, if this is a guy thing that if they're not interested and they're a big douche, they start lying about their stuff. And they think it's funny. Like they have a terrible sense of humor. My mind was like, Oh, we're not like hot enough for these guys. And they're like on their phones texting and like, whatever. Not, we're not hot. I'm not hot enough. I don't, (laughs) whatever. I don't want to like my my friends are beautiful. I'm recording a podcast. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> she was like, oh um, my God. <laughs> meanwhile so then these guys like I, immediately my mind went there I was like oh I'm not attractive enough for like this guy is being a dick and yeah. because he's not like care to talk to me why the fuck do I care what these guys think of me like, <laughs> um but totally relate to that where in a different sense but like my mind definitely goes right there it's like okay I'm not skinny enough right now like I um, that these guys would care to start making conversation or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's crazy even it for it to, for us to think it reflects anything back on ourselves. Cause the, at the end of the yeah. day, it's not even about us. It's about their issues, but mm-hmm. yeah, just to go to the weight and body image and appearance, it, I'm really realizing it, like it's affected me more than I've thought. And I think what you said about like historically, how that's been is so accurate. Mm-hmm. Like I always say at Penn State, like the cool boys dated like really skinny girls that are like boring and that's mean probably, but it, yeah, it's so much of it did matter about your appearance. And, and I can say, you know, I'm not going to be a fit with that guy. Like that's easy to say because if that's what they value, but it still hurts. Like it's still, it's still tough. And, and I'm trying to like unlearn that because that is true at the end of the day. Like obviously even what I'm looking for in a guy, like appearances matter and not necessarily being Mm -hmm. like objectively hot, but like to me, someone you want to find someone attract that's attractive to you. But like so many other things, are so much more important. Like to me, I really want someone who's funny, outgoing, like life of the party. So it's, it's tough. And it's like, it's sad almost that it's something that we just like learned because those boys, like those boys at that pregame were such losers. Like you would never even want to date them. But I think Mm. this also goes back to, at least for me, Penn State, that like these cool boys were the ones who were like, cool, like just because of the frat they were in. So it's like, I was always trying to get their attention, even if we would never ever mesh in any capacity, but it was just like, they were the cool people that you wanted to get their attention. Like there's Mm -hmm. this boy who wasn't Sammy, who I actually like knew before he didn't go to my high school, but like Jewish geography. And like, we were friends. Like like, my friends were like friends with his friends. We would hang out and stuff. Then college came, obviously he was in Sammy. Like we never talked. And he actually, in my mind has been one of the few guys who hasn't come around and like been nice to me like there are so many Sammy mm-hmm. boys that not that they were even like rude to me in college we just like weren't really friends and now we're so nice like I talked to you for 20 minutes at Maynard's like I love that I'm like so great and he's just one of the few that just like if he saw me at the bar I would just like walk past and pretend he didn't see me which is just like so illusory yeah. and then this weekend when I saw him actually at that pregame he was like Margo and then he made a joke about sitting at my cubicle and in my head I was like if I didn't have sitting at my cubicle would he have said hi to me it's like now that I have some level of like clout or something it's like he's nice to me and stuff and it's just like honestly that happens with a lot of people where maybe part of it is just growing up and getting out of college and maturing and being nice to me but there are so many people that do say hi to me out and I think it's just like because they think I'm funny now even though I was right Um, yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to be with someone that just wants your clout. And I feel like it's like you have, mm -hmm. that's, I kind of was feeling that way at this pregame. Maybe we should stop going to these pregames. Yeah, we need to stop going to pregames. I was like, I kind of am happy. Not that I thought any of these guys were cute. I was like, I feel like I'm so, I feel bad for the person that this person is nice to later because it's like, they won't know their shitty side. And so it's like, we see people's shitty sides. Um, mm-hmm. Like even, like they were asking us, I mean, I, I don't think that these guys, these guys are going to get, they are going to get specific girls, but like they were asking us, they were like, oh, like if it, I was going out to girls at the, at the bar last night and being like, what are you doing looking this bad tonight? And I was like, who the fuck said that to someone? Like, oh <laughs> like he was like, I feel like it's like, do you think it's offensive? Girls were like turning away. And I was like, I literally, I felt like I was doing something for women, wom- womankind, womankind. Yeah. I go, 
you keep saying that to people. I was like, keep saying it to people. I was like, that's, that's a great idea because they'll know you're a dick right away. I didn't say that, but I was like, you, and should absolutely love you for that. Um, Wait, that's actually so profound. What you just said, like, <laughs> we do see like the mean side of all these boys. So right away, because of course, all these relationships that we think are perfect and like all the hot mm-hmm. people, they're not perfect. And social media is fake. Obviously we know that. And everyone says that that's another thing people say. It's like, I know that, but stop. Like, it's annoying. They still have a boyfriend. Yeah. Their mom doesn't have to ask if they're lesbian all the time. Like, it's okay. So <laughs> So, um, yeah, but that, that issue, and that goes back to what my therapist told me in our last session that I told you that now I'm realizing I never did. And she's going to get mad at me. Yeah. But, um, not actually, but I was talking about how I feel like a little, like less than for being single and feeling like I'm missing mm-hmm. out and all these things. And one of the things she told me to do was to write out a list of things you can do when you're single, but you can't do when mm-hmm. you're in a relationship. And I feel like that's a little harder for me because I haven't been in like a real long-term relationship to know like the little annoying things that happen but like I thought that was really cool because what she was saying is that we always view like relationships as the goal and and that like we're we're giving up love and this bond to be single that we're losing it's we're lacking something Mm. but also when you become when you get in a relationship you are losing some of the freedoms you have for being single not that it's Mm -hmm. bad to be in a relationship but you're also lacking some of those freedoms like and so that is something if you're feeling a similar way to me that I suggest you do um because it kind of got me thinking like random things like you're not always like having to text someone like if you want to shut up your phone for a few hours and do whatever you don't have to think about letting someone know or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just someone like sometimes when I eat, like if I just want to eat Chipotle, I just want to be gross. I'm like eat in my bed and watch TV and not have to talk to anyone. But if you're in a relationship or like living with someone, you have to eat and talk to someone and that is really annoying. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really good way to look at it because for so long I've looked at being single as there's something wrong with me and that I'm less than and that I'm missing out on something. Um, and you're also missing out on stuff when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I that was a wonderful piece of advice. It is amazing advice. And what I will say to that is there is nothing more glorious than binging alone. Like, Love and if it. I had to come home and someone else is there, like, I feel I'm scared to live with someone because it's like, I can't come home from a weekend and stuff my face. Um, yeah, like sometimes I wit, I'm just like, oh, I hope my roommate isn't home. Like I've loved every roommate I've ever had. And like, it's so fun to eat and talk to them. But sometimes it's just more peaceful to put on a show. And then like, you're watching Hulu, yeah. you have to wait till the ad to start eating. And then at every commercial, yeah. you have to stop eating. And which is kind of annoying <laughs> Hulu. Like, I don't want to pay more to, for that. Wait, I like, agree with that. I literally do the same thing. When I, mm-hmm. I listen to, I like listen to so many podcasts and I won't eat when there's a commercial, because it's not as oh, satisfying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. break time. Like, it's, it's, a, waste. it's a waste of a bite. <laughs> like, literally this morning, I was watching, what was I watching? Oh, Real Housewives of New York. I was catching up. Mm-hmm. And I had some toast with eggs, and I was eating it on my bed. And um, I was, like, almost finished one of the pieces of toast. But then it went to a commercial, mm-hmm. and I was like, do I just eat it? Like, do I wait? And I was like, oh, my God, this is so sad. <laughs> but that's something that it's kind of mm. nice to have a boyfriend yeah maybe I'd have to like eat with him and that would suck. <laughs> I need to be more conscious of your disgustingness um it like it's funny when I was I did I loved that advice and I did I like made my own list and everything like that I will say to not contradict it but like you should find someone not stuffing your face in it okay maybe that's like whatever but like that you can do the things that you would yeah. have freedom with alone like just made me think maybe I wouldn't have thought this way last week, but like this past weekend, I was at my future sister-in-law's Everything happened last weekend. I know everything <laughs> happened last week. It's the busiest week. I was in, I was in the Hamptons and then I went to, um, where like the Poconos for a week during the week. And then I went to the Jersey shore for a bachelorette. So there was a lot that happened this past week, but, um, I covered the, the Eastern front. Um, they were talking about how like my future sister-in-law would like never miss a vacation again because like my brother really supports that side of her, like not vacation, but like traveling the world. Like she was just in Alaska Mm -hmm. for two weeks and like he totally encourages that. So like you want someone that if you are an independent person, like encourages 
your freedom, I'd say, but there are also like things that it just won't be as free. Like just like checking in with someone and being conscious of that. And like, you can't leave your phone and like throw it out the window for three days and no one knows if you're in a dish or not or cares. And like, um, but yeah, that's just like what I will say to that. But like, it's obviously hard to find and maybe it's better off now focusing on the things that you can do alone. (laughs) But that is very true. It reminds me of what, so like one of my favorite podcasts is Girls Gotta Eat. And one of the hosts, Mm -hmm. Ashley Hesseltine, always talks about like when you're meant to be with someone, you almost like shouldn't have butterflies. Like it should be a more comforting feeling rather like they shouldn't make you nervous like maybe at the beginning sending texts stuff like that but it should be like a company like they should feel like home like sometimes Mm -hmm. butterflies are feeling that you're you're too nervous anxiety yeah yeah and so I I do love that because I feel like that's so true like anytime I've been like nervous about a boy like really nervous it's like obviously never Mm -hmm. worked out and like anytime I've really liked someone it has been someone you I can just totally be myself with um yeah so that's yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's very true. So I guess I'll have to go on like 400 more hinge dates to find that person. But <laughs> Question. Do you think that Azul is cute? Okay. <laughs> I mean, of course I love him because I love Ashley and just like, I like his teeth are so <laughs> funny. And like, if anyone doesn't know, so this is Ashley's dog that she had a dog for like a really long time that she rescued and he passed away yeah. and then she started fostering and she was like I'm really not I'm not going to adopt like I really might foster and she ended up mm-hmm. adopting this dog like I'm also someone okay this is like a whole nother can of yeah. worms but I just like don't think all dogs are cute I have two dogs they're the cutest <laughs> things in the entire world like they're I could literally like they're so cute I want to throw them against the wall like I'm so obsessed with them but sometimes when I see random dogs on the street like they're not cute and I'm not going to tell yeah. you they're cute like they're ugly but um, I think Azul is cute. I think, like, you can kind of tell his personality from her, which I think is yeah. cute. But, like, if I saw him on the street, I'm not running over to pet him. But if I saw her, I would, you know? Like, I don't think I'd be able to do, like, the one leg, one eye thing. Like, when... Yeah, it's so sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is sad. But um... <laughs> maybe we're just superficial. Like, we're just... Like, we, we can protect boys. No, Azul, Azul it comes to dogs, like... Azul has, like, the biggest <laughs> smile ever. And every time I look, I'm like, you're, you're unique. And I... <laughs> I know, but it's so sad. But like, I really like, yeah. and I recognize what other people. I think my dogs are pretty, like, objectively cute. I definitely mm-hmm. post them on the account. I'll post them more. Um, yeah. But like, to me, they're just like. If it's stunning. a golden doodle, like, it checks off. They're not golden. Do- Ugh, that's such. A- Wait, what is the? What's the really like jappy dog? That- not the Maltese. What's the other? Is it a golden? Havanese. My dad out of it. I don't know. There's so many jappy dogs out there. But okay, they're both wheat and terriers. They're just perfect. But I recognize that someone else, like when I walk in and the little one jumps on me, I think it's cute. But like, I hate when they do it to other people because like, no, I don't Mm. want a random dog jumping on me. And like the like bulldogs and all those like gross. Like, I'm sorry, you're gross. And I'm not going to pretend that you're not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that the bulldogs are like the most, this is probably like this should not go to any, not for animal shelter promotion. We, we love based on fact. Yeah, this is nothing here is based on fact. Um, but it, I find it interesting that the dogs, like the bulldogs are the most sought after, like for stealing and stuff like that too. They're like the most expensive, but they have such bad issues. They're like, like all the time, like, <laughs> that's going to come off terribly on audio. That sounds like, but <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Good thing I'm bad at editing because I don't know. What to say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> like small, small sound bite. Um, but like those are the ones like they have breathing issues and all these issues, and I, I never really and they like waddle and and they. Anyways, I don't know, but I, I just wanted to know if you thought yeah. Azul was cute. <laughs> oh my god, no, he is, he is cute because like I love her so much. Like she literally is my idol in every aspect of the world. Uh-huh. Like, I love her so much, but I don't think I'll be following her. For, like I'm, I'm also not a dog person. Like I literally don't walk my dogs or pick up their poop. Like I refuse. Like yeah. in my house, like I, I, this is the one way in which I'm so high maintenance. Like when they first, when I got the first dog, I was about to leave for camp. And then I went mm-hmm. to college. So like, I love them both, but like, I never really was like around to take care of them. Um, and I just like hate walking them. Like I'm not picking up a giant poop. Like, sorry, I didn't even <laughs> want a dog. Like I love them now, but now like 
like my mom, my dad, and my brother would be sitting around and like the two dogs have to go. It's like between the three of them, like I'm not even in the cards for like somebody <laughs> to walk them. And I don't know how I got away with that, but it's amazing. Like honestly, just be so obnoxious when your family first gets a dog and they'll never ask you to do anything again in your whole life. Um, but yeah, I think people are going to hate me because of this, but I don't care. Like your dog's not cute. Sorry. Get a new one. <laughs> not to give your dog giant shit. Get a new one. <laughs> Well, on that note, um, I wish we could talk forever, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Tell everyone about your podcast and where they can find you. Yeah. Okay. So you can find Bad Liar anywhere podcasts are. It's at Bad Liar Pod on Instagram. Um, recently, it changes. We're, we're not sticking to anything, but um, right now I'm doing hot seats where basically like people in their 20s come on and we like discuss taboo topics and like like getting fired. Um, unfortunately I have way too many stories for every taboo topic. Um, but yeah. And then Helena Rosen 94 also on Instagram. I love it. Definitely check out the podcast. I love the hot seat questions. Like you really find out some Uh real tea. So definitely, (laughs) definitely check it out. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me.